This is Cultivating Grace, a daily Lenten podcast from Apex United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Laura Johnson, and I welcome you into this Lenten journey. Lent is a season of reflection, of repentance, when we look deep inside and notice where we are in need of God's grace. For a farmer, cultivating is the act of breaking up and fertilizing soil so that the soon-to-be-planted seeds can thrive. This Lent, let's cultivate the soil of our hearts to enable the seeds of God's life-giving grace to flourish within us. Today is Monday, March 21st, day 17 of 40 in this season of Lent. You may have noticed that there was not a podcast yesterday on Sunday, and that's because Sundays are not counted in the 40 days of Lent. They are considered little Easters, when you can take a break from your Lenten disciplines for a day of reprieve. But today, we are back at it as we begin a week-long focus on repentance, starting with the story of Zacchaeus. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, Half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Zacchaeus may have been the most hated man in all of Jericho. Luke tells us that he was the chief tax collector, which means he was in charge of all the tax collectors in this very wealthy town. Scholars tell us that Zacchaeus likely purchased the Jericho tax franchise from the government and oversaw it himself, and he would have hired tax agents to go out to do the dirty work of collecting taxes on his behalf while charging huge commissions from both the poor and wealthy alike. Zacchaeus was the face and the mastermind of this unfair system, so though he was extremely wealthy as a result, he was also extremely unpopular and extremely unlikely to be interested in someone like Jesus, a poor traveling rabbi who especially cared for the marginalized and the outcast the very people Zacchaeus would have taken advantage of. I've always wondered why Zacchaeus was so intent on seeing Jesus in the first place. When he learned that Jesus was coming through town, Zacchaeus took a break from his busy and profitable enterprise because he had to see Jesus. Why is this so? Could it be curiosity? Or was it something more? Could it have been the Holy Spirit? 
We Methodists use the words prevenient grace to describe those times when the Spirit reaches out to us and draws us to Jesus even before we are interested or ready. We believe that the Holy Spirit is always drawing us to Jesus, always working in our lives to bring us closer to God. And sometimes we pay attention. I think this is one of those moments when Zacchaeus paid attention to the prevenient grace of God, to the Holy Spirit drawing him to Jesus. Jesus, who would later say that he came to seek out and to save the lost, to seek out and save people like Zacchaeus. So when Jesus saw Zacchaeus and invited himself over to Zacchaeus' house, the crowd grumbled over Jesus' choice. But that prevenient grace of God was hard at work in Zacchaeus, inspiring Zacchaeus towards repentance. Repentance is not just saying sorry for one's sins. It's turning away from them. It's trying to deal with the consequences, trying to set things right. That's what we see Zacchaeus do. The Jewish law ordered that thieves restore what was stolen in full and add one-fifth of the amount on top of it. Zacchaeus' repentance was much more generous, saying that he would pay back four times the amount of any money he had unfairly taken. He was not just saying he was sorry. He was putting his money where his mouth was, promising to make things right. Isn't it interesting that Zacchaeus' profound transformation began with a simple wish to see Jesus? If someone had told Zacchaeus when he woke up that morning that he would end the day with half of his belongings promised to the poor and a fortune promised to others he had wronged, I bet he would have scoffed in disbelief. But there was something about Jesus, something about that work of the Spirit in his heart that made him want to give away his possessions, want to give away his fortune to make up for the harm he'd done. This, I think, is the thing to remember today as we reflect on repentance. Whatever sins you want to turn away from, to repent of, whatever wrongs you wish to make right, it can feel big and scary and impossible. But when we listen to the Holy Spirit's nudges, when we draw closer to Jesus who came to seek out and save the lost, we'll find that it's not so hard to repent after all. We'll find that it's the most natural and life-giving thing we can do. Thank you for joining us for today's Daily Lenten podcast. May you have the courage to till and prune, tend and water the garden in your soul, trusting that God is growing an abundance of grace within you.